What's happening, everyone? You're listening to uh, Helmet to Helmet, production of the Shit So Fantasy Football Commissioner's Office. And uh, I'm your host, Connor Jones. You can uh, follow the show at Helmet to Helmet on Twitter or uh, follow me at Rambler Jones. Uh, what a uh, what a week. But before we get into it, just remember, you can always go back and listen to uh, previous episodes. We've got a couple preseason episodes and, of course, week one and two. Uh, this is the week three episode or the looking back at week two episode, however you prefer to look at it. So uh, let's get started. We uh, we have quite a few quick questions today. We uh, we weren't particularly uh, talkative, so uh, I squeezed a few out of everyone. I'll address the very first one. Uh, it, of course, pertains to yours truly. So, um, how do I have the audacity to be so goddamn cocky while starting off 0-2? Well, first of all, I guess it would be important to let all of y'all know, listeners who aren't in my league, that uh, things ain't going well. Things are not going well for me in our fantasy league uh just just a shakedown um you may have heard that week one i lost by two points uh i had new orleans as my defense they gave me negative nine that basically killed me uh you might have thought well connor you have a great team you have a lot of charisma you obviously won uh week two and that you'd be wrong you'd be you'd be very wrong I went up against the fella who had Travis Kelsey, and if you pay any attention, Travis Kelsey, I believe, was, what, two touchdowns and 109 yards, not to mention the reception points were in a half-point league. So, no, I'm I'm 0-2, and uh, to answer the question, Daniel, I get to be this cocky because I've gone 0-3, and I've turned it around for a championship. So you're not out just because you're down. That goes to everybody out there who's not having a great start as well. You are not down just because you're out. Turn it around. Stay water, to uh, borrow a favorite phrase from fantasy footballers. And uh, just, just pay attention. Make pickups. Make smart choices. Trade. Improve yourself constantly. But... Uh, the next quick question, we got a rapid fire series of questions here out of, uh, out of Michael, I believe. He wants to know in this new situation, what's going to happen to Josh Gordon? Is he going to blow up was his exact words. Uh, no, I think, I think blow will have something to do with it, but I think he's going to get himself back into it. We're talking about a guy who's going to come in, come into an offense that has, three or four established pieces and I maybe he's a Malcolm Mitchell from two years ago but it's not going to translate not going to be for long and for it to be for long I think it has to be for injury he's good but you know Belichick trusts guys he's had uh Michael also asked about Ryan Fitzmagic the beard the weird beard um 
I'm, I'm not even going to insult you by reading the rest of this because I know you were saying it in jest, but how good is he going to be end of year? Well, if Jameis is sued and on the bench for the rest of the year, he's at least going to play. But I think the wheels fall off. I give it a couple more weeks, but I'm willing to take a water bet with anybody on our league or anybody out there who wants to at me at helmet, the number two helmet uh, on Twitter. I will water bet with you that by week six, his touchdown to interceptions even back out on a per game basis, not for the year. He's already 10 and zero or 10 and one. Uh, so that would be a stupid bet, but I bet he starts coming back to the Ryan Fitzpatrick. We know, and if not, I get wet and, uh, Daniel here got a little personal again. Uh, he wants to know whether or not he should be benching Deshaun Jackson for a third straight week. And I say that all depends on how much you believe in Ryan's, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. So you figure that one out, but we'll see. We will have to see. So moving on, getting into uh, a little bit of news here. News to me. Uh, well, Jay Ajayi may be sitting week three. Nobody in my league has Jay Ajayi because I have Jay Ajayi, so you guys don't care. But anybody else out there, pay attention. You're not going to want anybody other than Corey Clement. Uh, so if he's available, grab him. But otherwise, Sproles is banged up. And they signed a guy off the practice squad. So, I mean, pay attention. Things can change quickly. But right now, I'd, I'd be targeting Clement. Uh, now, I'm, I need to verify this. But as of Tuesday, I believe Antonio Brown had still not shown up to the Steelers' facilities. Uh, apparently, he was blowing off some steam. You might have seen a video of him getting really pissed off with the offensive coordinator uh, during their their horrible game uh i'm forgetting who they who they were up against uh at the moment but he he came out of that not particularly shiny but we'll talk about him a little bit later redskins signed brashad perryman and michael floyd pretty much irrelevant unless one of them actually shows up in pads for a proper game and uh then the patriots the pats have uh traded for I guess I let the cat out of the bag. They've traded for Josh Gordon, took him from the Browns, gave up a fifth round pick in 2019. Little uh, caveat is if he, if Josh Gordon does not play 10 weeks, 10 games, uh, then the Browns actually lose a later round pick back to the Patriots as compensation for, I don't know, giving him, giving them a bad trade or something like that. So basically it was insurance against whether Gordon was going to get uh, suspended. So if, if the Browns really thought he was doing something suspension worthy, they would have not taken that. So those of you who are weary of Josh Gordon, just be weary because of how crappy he is uh, amongst six other good players. Like, he is not a bad player. But once you put a good player amongst four others, and then you have Julian Edelman rather coming back, there's no uh, no guarantees he's going to have any sort of workload. Uh, and Devontae Freeman, watch out. He has no timeline for returning. So keep your eyes peeled. And uh, 
I, I forgot to write it down here, but Joe Mixon had his surgery. That was Sunday because he was the Thursday night game. He's going to be out for probably at least a week. Uh, keep your eyes on that. You never know what's going to happen. He could heal very quickly, but a reminder is uh, that's the that's the surgery that Sony Michelle had done before training camp, and he did not see game action till week two. So that was more like a month and a half. So be weary, and even if they say he's good to go, they may only spell him. They may, you know, give him a few snaps and take him out. So pay attention to what happens there. Uh, moving on, we have a new segment today. Uh, this is going to be a recurring segment, uh, and I personally love this because I like talking major smack. It is called Players Who Suck. You suck! So uh, we're going to kick it off with a personal favorite stinker uh, who will also be brought up in a moment. OBJ, Adele Beckham Jr. wide receiver for the New York Giants is currently 29th overall wide receiver. I believe he was drafted as the three. Um, I mean, what do you expect when your whole team is a stinker? You're not necessarily going to... It was. This is the equivalent of Mike Evans last year. Mike Evans disappeared. Mike Evans was not worth anything because his team couldn't do anything. Uh, another is Derek Henry. So, we all know what Derrick Henry can do. We saw it in college, or those of us who care, Jace, saw it in college. But uh, why why would you give 100 carries a game to a player like Derrick Henry when you could just substitute in a, a uh, scrawny little dude named Dion, which is apparently exactly what the Titans are thinking right now. I, I can't explain it, but you know, Deion Lewis has always had that special role on offenses. He's going to sap. I, uh, yeah. Uh, another one here, Leonard Fournette. Let's, let's be real. This is injury based, but my, my 57 year old father has more reliable legs than Leonard Fournette. All right. And that's a man who has popped his own ACL and has, uh, basically broken an ankle tripping into an ice cream museum so what does that tell you kareem hunt is uh is another kareem hunt is um well he's a good quarterback or uh, excuse me a good running back and last year he was a good running back for a coach who forgot that he existed he could have been easily far and away number one points wise in terms of touches and touchdowns uh this year it seemed like you know they finally recognized what they had except now they have the hottest throwing quarterback and guess who's been forgotten uh now this is gonna piss a few people off but antonio brown is a huge stinker he is performing 16 times worse than you drafted him. He was drafted first wide receiver. He is currently 16th. Now, he may flash for some good games, but after two to three weeks, you should be expecting him to be in the top five. I just, I'd be so frustrated, especially if he cost me a game. 
Um, and that's how I feel about uh, Chris Hogan, too, because Chris Hogan only just this last week had any relevance because of, let's be honest, touchdown. But uh, it also took double coverage and Jalen Ramsey to get uh, <laughs> to, to get Chris Hogan relevant again. What's going to happen when Julian Edelman comes back? So, good luck to whoever owns him. Uh, this person needs no introduction. Amari Cooper is... Um, he's a perennial. So, week one, he had a one for nine. That's a one reception for nine yards. Anybody outside of a one-point uh, uh, one point per reception league is getting practically nothing off of that. It took a, an okay week this last week, as in a, oh, you performed at a mid-level wide receiver for him to be worth a damn. So Jarvis Landry is in the same situation, uh, same situation as uh, OBJ, where he is now kind of the only man standing who can catch the ball with any sort of regularity, but he can't find an end zone. Uh, this one's going to sting, and uh, I apologize. I actually tried to trade for David Johnson because I don't believe this holds up, but as of right now, David Johnson is a stinker. Sorry, Marty. Um, I believe I heard something this morning that his average, uh, his average route tree, like the depth of his routes... Uh, six yards. Back in 2016, he was a very different route runner. He went downfield a much larger percentage than he's been so far. Now, say what you want about expecting that to change. This, to me, is, uh, there's a great parallel that I heard made. Uh, it was the foot, the fantasy footballers who said it, but think of Todd Gurley. He had a bad OC, offensive coordinator, and he had a bad, a really, really bad scheme and bad play calling, and he just disappeared. And that might be happening to David Johnson this year. So keep your eyes peeled. You never really know what's going to go on with that because this is a player who was, I think, 20 yards or 30 yards from uh, an 1,000, 1,000 season. And lastly, and it, this hurts me, this really does, but I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a stinker right now. His week two performance was not enough to make us forget the one touchdown to three interception ratio against the Vikings. And I know it's the Vikings, but come on. It's just the Vikings. But anyway, that's going to be a fun one. Uh, I believe starting next week, since I won't have two weeks to cover, I'll just be talking about people who really screwed you the, the previous week. So um, look forward for more Stewie introducing us there. And uh, back, to a, uh, back to a more scheduled programming or some of our older content here. Match of the week. No way. I am not giving up. You have to. No, I don't. So uh, our, our match of the week this week was kind of tough for me to choose. We had a pretty solid lineup of well-decided games, at least on the surface. And I started digging. And I remembered that, I believe it was Sunday night, I'm looking at my phone, and I had already lost at that point. There was no no prayer for me. So I start looking around at, who do I not want to go 2-0? and And one name popped in my head. Christian. 
Why do I not want Christian to go 2-0? Because if you look at Christian's roster, he just has Mahomes. Everything else has the wheels fallen off a bit. He he has great wide receiver core, but OBJ is on a is stuck on a bad team, and it looks like DeAndre Hopkins is going to have an anemic, very um, undecisive Deshaun Watson helming him. So if they turn good, and Christian goes on a turn on a tear, he's going to have a a great team. So I'm thinking to myself, I want him to be bad first in case he gets good later. Well, luckily, all that uh, that Michael, the owner of Wentz in a Lifetime, that's the name of his team there, all he needed was for Saquon Barkley to outscore OBJ by four points. And as the night went on, you you quickly realize that uh, that the Giants were running it through the air, if you will. They were they had abandoned the run game, and they were just airing it out. But lo and behold, not to the premium, fanciful diving one-handed grabber OBJ, but to Saquon Barkley, who ended up with seventeen points to OBJ's seven. So Christian, I'm sorry, but that is exactly what I had happen to me week one. So suck it. Uh, all right. And that takes us to, uh, I have regurts. Yeah, I, I have, I have to give this one to myself actually. Um, the brown star comes home. It's truly uh, a cathartic moment for me here. So, not that I would have done much differently, but there were 22 tight ends who outperformed Gronk last week. I promise you it is no exaggeration that I would have given my left nut for almost any of them. If I had bothered to check it who was going to be shadowing him the whole game, which if you don't know, that was Jacksonville cornerback Jalen Ramsey. I didn't think a five foot whatever, maybe he's a six foot uh, cornerback with a loud mouth was really going to be able to shut down Gronk. I did not think it was going to be that bad. Gronk had like two point something points. Uh... For context, I lost by less than 10 points this week. So if I had streamed Jesse James with 22 points or even any of the uh, far less boom or bust players, players that you could honestly say, hey, uh, Gronk's about to be shadowed by literally the best corner in the game. Why don't I consider pretty much anyone else to spell him? I could have... And I, I mean, honestly, I could have put in almost anyone. Eric Ebron, 10 points. That's an 8-point swing. I believe that would have made the difference for me. O.J. Howard, I probably wouldn't have grabbed. Who knows? Uh, Austin Hooper off the Falcons. I mean, just... Uh, it hurts, you guys. It hurts because it was Gronk. If I, like, tried to get cutesy 
that would have been different. Nah. Nah. Moving on. Schooled. I have a new drop for you guys this week. I think I like this one better. Under my tutelage, you will grow from boys into men. From men into gladiators. And from gladiators into Swansons. Alright, so maybe through a few more of these little schooled segments, um, I might be able to transform you all into Swansons. Except except maybe you, Austin. I don't I don't think there's hope. Uh this week, because it has come up, I'm gonna teach you the art of the deal. That's right. Trades. To uh, utilize another cliche, a man or woman, fantasy player, really, just needs to know his limitations. So not, not just anyone's going to take Drew Brees and the Bengals' defense for David Johnson. But a player that is desperate enough or worried enough will take some pretty weird trades all right they will try to patch the holes they think they see if you have somebody uh for example uh i mentioned before i went out and i looked for uh i looked for david johnson in my league this year not previous years uh marty has him and i sent a message and i said hey marty what's it going to take for you to move david johnson and marty pays attention I think most of you pay attention, except maybe your own. Uh, which, why would he need to pay attention? It's just John. So, John, I'm not sure how much you pay attention on your own's behalf. Uh, quote, unquote, your own. Um, but, uh, there's, there's this understanding when somebody knows what they're talking about, right? Because Marty did. That... If somebody is interested in a player, it's because somebody sees a change in that player's behavior. David Johnson's been awful. He's been underutilized. I see that as a potential bounce back after the first two games. Marty knows this. Marty feels the same way. He's not going to turn around and say, yeah, you know what? He could bounce back, but sure, I'll take Jay Ajayi and somebody else for him. Or maybe he was going to take... Uh, he was going to want Gronk, and he was going to give me, uh, gosh, I believe he has Kelsey. Um, you know, so, like, you got to look at what everyone could benefit from. He could have upgraded by one position at tight end if I tried to give him Gronk to get David Johnson, but I would have downgraded by several points if I had to go fill my missing Gronk, right? So... That really would have screwed me. There was not really going to be an amicable trade there. And he didn't have many holes right now. Certainly not ones that he was going to give up David Johnson for. So you don't always have to improve your team by a lot to make a trade happen. Right now, if somebody were to say, want Deshaun Jackson, that's a high-risk player if Ryan Fitzpatrick is crap. So if you want to go after Ryan Fitzpatrick, or excuse me, if you want to go after Deshaun Jackson... You attack it from the perspective of, hey, he's been good. I'm willing to buy him a little high, but he could also totally screw me. So find a player that fits, you know, if if 
uh, Daniel has Deshaun Jackson or whoever in your league has Deshaun Jackson and you have uh, an equally high risk, high reward running back like a Royce Freeman, who is technically the lead running back on his team, but isn't being utilized as such. Maybe that's a match made in heaven. You have too many running backs. They don't have enough. They want that player. I happen to know Daniel is a huge homer for the Denver Broncos. So I know that there's a little extra pull value if somebody tries to throw him Royce Freeman. Which, in our league, we can't because, um, spoiler alert, he's on our waivers, guys, which is a huge miss. I don't know what's going on. We're only a 10 team, but come on. Um, you, you really have to look at what's going to be mutually beneficial. If it helps you, do you care if it helps the other person? That's the way you got to think about it. Because if you're constantly only trying to improve your team without giving up anything, trades don't happen. I'm literally looking at you, Jace. I have a photo up of your face. I am looking at you. For those who obviously aren't in our league or haven't been the last several years, Jace has a um, a particular manner when he wants to trade of suggesting really outlandish and otherwise unreasonable things. And since nobody knows if he's joking... We all just get mildly insulted until we just don't want to trade. So, Jace, if you had never knew that, congratulations. I've just given you some deep insight. But, uh, man, Jace. Whew. I mean, I know I've done some things in my past trading, but Jace, man. So, uh, a section that I've talked about before coming up now that I uh, I haven't really used. I've told you guys about this, and this goes out to... All of the uh, subscribers on Twitter or anybody else who listens who aren't in my league. Personals. This is my opportunity to say something to everyone who listens without having to give up your identity. Now, obviously, I'm going to filter things out. You don't just get to come on here and put someone on blast with a lot of profanity. I can put the explicit tag on, but nobody's prepared to hear about their mother like that. All right. So this week... I got a little shout out, which, uh, God, it's dumb because honestly, this was put in our public chat, but the shout out is, uh, Hey, does Austin Machado actually understand football? (laughs) Yeah, that's a great question, actually. Um, at this point, I'm actually kind of wondering how we could have ever lost to him last year. I, I just got to think that he didn't know what he was doing. And he picked Gurley because his name reminded him of something people called him as a kid. I, oh gosh, I don't know. Okay, that's mean. You're a nice guy, Austin. You are a champion. But really, I still don't get how. I mean, at least when I won championships, it's because I just hoodwinked and swindled my way to it. And that's very clear. But man. Well, I think I'm going to have to uh, wrap this bad boy up. Went a little longer. I'm going to try and get a little bit more substance for you. I know some of you people telling me, uh, hey, this is my this is my commute thing. This is my... Uh, <laughs> this is my uh 
my focus thing, I guess I'm really good for being able to drown out noise. Um, that's if you can drown me out to stay focused, but um, I'm trying to add some substance to these, you guys, and I would, uh, I'd love feedback. So like I said, find me at rambler underscore Jones on Twitter, or, uh, go ahead and, uh, follow the, uh, follow the podcast at helmet, the number two helmet. That's also on Twitter. And until next time, keep making bad decisions and making it easy for me to make a, a quick run to the championships. Have a great week three, you guys.